Welcome to Greetings from Beyond Radio. This is season one, episode 19 of Greetings from Beyond Radio. And this time around, we're going to be discussing what do you fear the most. And also, who knows, maybe Vicky fears something. I'm not yeah. sure. We'll find out. Nah, yeah. Okay. Well, not much. Um, I'm Rich Valdez and my lovely host, Vicky Burnett. Yep. And we are here and, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, Vicky almost got blown away. Um, literally, not figuratively, blown away because uh, there was a mini hurricane outside her house uh, going on with hail and everything. And her there were two pillows down. <laughs> I, I could hear her screaming, pillows down, pillows down. And the rug was rolled up, too. Look rug, at her yeah. Hit yeah. my porch. I know that was bad. I mean, she showed me, she sent me the video <laughs> and she pointed out, uh, did you notice when I panned back, the other pillow was down? I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. But the worst was I have a, a real fireplace, believe it or not here in Florida. And I have a metal chimney and the next door neighbor has these palm trees that he never trims or anything. So there's all these dead, heavy palm fronds. And sometime during the storm, a couple big giant ones hit my chimney. I haven't been able to, there's not been enough break for me to go out and see if there's any damage to my roof or anything like that. But I will be checking it out later. Oh, I'm sure you will. So real quick, um, we'll go through everything. I want everyone to stay there. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Summer Dar Darlene, Jennifer Bailey, Bob Burnell, Beth Watson. Don't go anywhere. I got to go through this. It's the usual spiel. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, all of you listening to us live, congratulations. You're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. And that's where you can see and hear us live right now as we speak. But you can also listen to us later on on Spotify iHeartRadio, the Parallax, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Samsung Podcast, Listen Notes, Apple Podcasts, wherever Apple appliances and, you know, gadgetries are available, and Google Podcasts and Pandora as well. Um, 
So the topic for tonight is going to be open to all of you guys. So we need you guys to cooperate with us and help us out here because this is how we learn from each other, right? Um, what do you fear the most? Hello, Summer. Hello, Jennifer. Uh, hello, Bob, of course. Love me some Bob. He's always around. Beth Watson, love me some B. And please, and Margaret, thank you for joining us. Um, do me a favor, jot down in the chat what you guys fear the most. Just one thing. That's all it takes. One, just one thing. And everybody has a fear. Come on, you know, it, it could be a fear of ghosts, it could be a fear of frogs, it could be. <laughs> I didn't say it. I know. That was my subconscious just blaring out. Flipped, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, okay. Oh, so my mind control skills are working? Oh. Yay. Okay. Then we got some problems. We got some problems. Because if I find myself washing my car in the middle of the night naked, they're going to be calling me out and saying, it's Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. All right. So, oh, I'm going to be way more imaginative than that when I use <laughs> way more. <laughs> All right. So, Beth, she fears death. Jennifer Bailey, hell. Okay. Bob, don't know what I fear. Okay. Well, Bob, you better pick something now, man. Anything. I don't care. Is, is it like, you know, that devil food cake versus Twinkies? I don't care what it is. It could be snakes. It could be whatever. You know, circumstances, situations you never want to be caught in. Hello, Ginger. How are you? Um, and this is by far. And yes, Ginger, please chime in if you, you're just chiming in now. Uh, the point of discussion here today is what do you fear the most? So so my uh, question would be, you, you when type does... Of, when when does a fear become a phobia? That would be my first question for the people that are listening. When does fear actually turn into full-blown phobia? What do you think? Okay, sorry. I had to laugh there because Margaret decided to put snakes with hats. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's how you get over a phobia. <laughs> Fear leads to phobia. Phobia leads. Okay, you know, I hate to sound like Yoda, but fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to, can anyone fill in the rest? Suffering. Okay. But, you know, he was a very wise Muppet. I will give him that much. But it's true. And that's usually how it flows, right? Fear leads to many other things. And, uh, Okay, so we're going to tackle what Beth threw up there, death. Death is, of course, of the unknown, all right? And we're going to need our producer to keep us abreast of everything and everyone that's already chimed in and put their fears up. Um, so to me, phobia is when it takes complete control of your life, disrupting everything. Agreed, 100%. But it all starts with something. It takes a trauma, something to that effect that leads to that phobia in the first place. So let's tackle death. Death, quite frankly, is of the unknown. Now, 
there are some, there are many that I know for fact uh, that don't fear death. In fact, they're, they, I know Bishop Long has said this many, many times, and he has stated, Rich, I don't fear death because I know where I'm going to be. But there are many others out there that don't know where they're going to be. So is it because is it the fear of not knowing where you're going after you die? Let's discuss because I think that's really, you know, the crux of it, quite frankly. I remember when I was young, I'm going to date myself here again. Um, I had the conception that when you die, you are put in a coffin and you wake up. And you're stuck in that coffin and you don't know how to get out. My first thought when I would, you know, put myself in that mode, I wasn't going to be able to see happy days anymore. <laughs> that that was my fear. My first, literally my first thought of waking up in the coffin is that I couldn't have a TV and I couldn't see happy days anymore. So Before you after Chachi, I don't know. I can't oh, you, you had a crush on Chachi or was oh, it the yeah. Bonds? Oh, no, I, I this probably happened, you know, after Chachi Scott Bayo was on the show. Um, that was one of my, you know, teen idols for sure. Um, but I think it is. I think a lot of times with death people, people who aren't afraid a lot of times it's because they have a very strong faith based yeah. idea of what's going to happen. Um, I can say for me, I don't fear it because I've seen it. I right. get glimpses into the other side, so I don't, I don't fear death. Um, that I'm was sure weird. There was a lag when you said death and went death. I was like, just saying. Me? I don't, yeah, you. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. She went death. I'm like, uh. Do I need to? I got holy water in my case over here. Do you I need, need it, not switch? me. I'm good. I'm. I'm just saying. I mean, sprinkle some on yourself. I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I got. I can take a couple swigs. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, anyways, that was really freaky. You were saying. <clears throat> yeah, but I do. I think that it's it's about the unknown. Okay. It's totally about the unknown, and Beth is not alone with her fear of death. I think well, if you took a poll, you would have that would be one of your top fives fear of death is of the unknown where are you going to end up are you going to go to heaven hell are you going to stay here which i consider to be this seems to be more hell than anything else to have to be trapped here oh hell no and no intended. yeah i mean it is you know the, the saying hell on earth is actually true you have to think of it that way uh what's our next fear let's see um i may have to okay pure evil pure evil okay um i guess that would depend on your definition of what pure evil yeah yeah is. i i think pure evil it, oh you see, that's pure evil right there. Eh, that I, doesn't bother me. No, nah, that, that bugs the hell out of me. Because you know what? I'm like, seriously, you know, what you doing in my bedroom just like that? I, I'd, be, I'd be whacking someone over the head with a bat. And he wouldn't be a, a live clown or dead clown. Let's just put it to you that way. Pure evil to me is pure, unadulterated evil. Now, I do recall 
and there was a psychic medium that I worked with years and years and years ago. And unfortunately, she was picked to work a demonic case. And in that case, she said, I have never come across something demonic. But the only way I can describe this was this demon was void of any conscience any wrongdoing it, it didn't care if it killed you or a little baby duck it, it meant nothing that to me is pure evil when you have no empathy towards the loss of a life you you're willing to kill and we we've even discussed it in our past shows when it comes to serial killers these people literally walk around us literally you know every day we don't know and they could kill you just as quickly as they could kill a puppy. Pure evil to me is something that I fear physically because you don't see it coming. It, you only see it when it's on top of you. Your thoughts on this, Vicki? Uh, when I saw pure evil go up there, I went back again to one of my favorite topics unfortunately, I guess, is about serial killers. So to me, being in the face of someone who literally has no soul, no conscience, no sense of right or wrong, that would be the worst case scenario for me because I'm pretty good at talking. I'm pretty good at reasoning with someone. I'm pretty good at, you know, maneuvering my way through situations <sighs> serial killers i don't think i'd make it out because the usual things that i would use wouldn't work with them right because to a certain degree they're not even human they're not there's no conscience they yeah. they, they they don't care mm -hmm. they actually thrive on you begging for your life Mm -hmm. That's the scary part. And that that in itself, in my opinion, is pure evil. But also what I described to you, what that psychic medium described to me when she actually came across, because she could sense the emotions or lack thereof, should I say, there was none. And what she said was like, Rich, there is nothing there. It's like black. They don't care. So that in itself, very much, you could say, is very similar to a serial killer, to a demon, are very much one and the same. Next. Let's see. On cue, there's the thunder in the background here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it, too. All right. From Ginger, I used to fear death, coffins, confinement bugs but now years later i don't i have interacted with spirits so i know there isn't a need for fear It'll, i'll still be around and you're right it's it's the physical it's our it's our mind that reacts and everything i agree with you ginger 100 but i want to get to a fear so that's what i meant by next so i'm gonna scroll up a little uh hell okay um from jennifer bailey thank you for joining us i think it's your first time welcome to the show and i hope you become a long time viewer of the show hell vicky take it away well i'm going to take it away from a psychic medium standpoint i've given 
countless readings and I have had people want to get in touch with people on the other side that weren't the nicest people in the world. And I have yet to be shown anything remotely resembling what some organized religions have denoted as hell. I can tell you that what I've been shown is that you're a bad person, that you will go into a classroom and you will have to learn what you should have learned in the first place in that classroom before you're allowed your freedoms. But I have never, ever been shown a air quote place called hell. Native Americans believed a lot of the groups that the time you spend here living on earth is actually hell. And this is their form of hell. So that's it's, my it's like purgatory. Mm-hmm. That's so what you're saying basically is this is purgatory. This is like hell. In other words, purgatory hell. is an in-between, but yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the classrooms are the equivalent of what some religions may have called purgatory because you are stuck in between living and your freedoms on the other side. So I can kind of see where that fits into the concept of purgatory. Okay. Uh, Ginger uh, Cleland uh, states, spotters, burn the house down. All right, let's burn the house down. Um, okay, yeah, when that sucker's coming at you like that, we have some problems. All right, we have some problems. Um, I've seen them that big. I've seen them as big as dishes, uh, plates, uh, you, you know, and I ain't talking like little you know, teacup types. I'm talking dinner plates. Um, personally, I never, I, I do fear spiders to an extent, brown recluse, because I've seen the damage it can do. I actually knew of someone that got bitten by a brown recluse and four years later and a wound that would never heal. They drained it. They did everything. She died of complications from that wound. And unfortunately, that's one of my biggest fears because they could just sneak up on you. And I also remember a friend of mine that got bit on the cheek and the next day she was sleeping. Next day she woke up and all this, she couldn't, you couldn't even see this eye. It was that inflated and she was in pain. So they had to rush her to the hospital, drain it. Thankfully, she was able to recover. But I guess, yeah. I, I'm more afraid of the smaller ones, Ginger. I'm not afraid of the big ones. The big ones I could pretty much, you know, punt. Vicky, would you fear? Spiders? I'm not scared. No, I'm not scared of, of spiders. <coughs> My oldest son was always petrified. And I remember one time he and, and his friend came in. I hear them now, granted, he was like 20 years old. And I heard him and his friends screaming like a bunch of little girls. And I come running through the house and I'm like, what? Look, spider, spider, big spider. I went over, grabbed a shoe, squashed it. I said, now take care of the body. Yeah. (laughs) um, You know what I found though? Interesting. I found that a lot of people who are not scared of spiders are actually, there's like a group of people that aren't scared of spiders, but they're scared of snakes. And a lot of people that are, are, yeah. So it's, it's just kind of, odd that you would choose they don't creep me they fascinate me i think they're cute i try to avoid killing them 
Um, I did, I had a team member who worked for park and recreation and he actually got bit by the brown recluse and didn't even realize it. Didn't know he had a bite. Ended up in the hospital and then an IV bag for an extended period of time. I mean, it was very complicated. So I know I should have a little healthier fear living in South Florida, but I don't. Also, I named them. I don't name them. Screw that. I do. I used to have that. We'd always have the daddy long legs or whatever in the restrooms at school and the kids would come out and, and they'd be like, Miss Burnett, Miss Burnett, there's a spider in the bathroom. I said, yeah, that's Felipe. Did you say hi to him? And they'd be like, but there's a spider. I'm like, yeah, it's my pet. Leave him alone. Now I'm going to get to get back to Beth. She stated totally the not knowing. I'll show it here. Totally the not knowing and not knowing if we are hyper aware that we died. So let's see. You want to take this one first and then I'll chime in because I got something to say about that. It's only been um, in a few instances where it appears that the person was not immediately aware that they died. Um, that's more of a rarity than it is, you know, something that I come across all the time. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting and it's a little off topic a little bit but I've encountered this people who are they're not deceased but they're in comas I've actually been I've communicated with them before and they also do a lot of OBEs and they go and they visit people while their body is stuck there in the coma and but the people who didn't make it, they also were very blunt with me. They knew that they weren't going to. They knew that being in the coma was temporary and that they were going to pass. So they were well aware of where they were going. They were just waiting for somebody to make the decision. You know, that that brings to mind um, a lot of these fears uh, that uh, kind of like what Beth said, not knowing if we are hyper aware that we died um that in itself there are people that have been in accidents people that have been tragically killed and it's sudden you know they they didn't see it coming they didn't even know what happened uh which kind of brings me to the question are we are we talking about getting trying to think of the best way to describe this are, are 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 we always aware but just at that moment in time we're stuck and are those the ones that you were discussing earlier that end up having to heal you know that it's kind of like a, an a, a spiritual infirmary I, I guess would be the best way to describe it where they need to heal because of what they've suffered physically Typically people who have had, now I'm just speaking from what I've been shown. Yeah. Typically people who have had long extended illnesses. What I see is I've been shown that when we pass, we go to the other side and I see it like this big check-in desk and you ring the bell and they're like, Hey, I'm here. And they're like, they check your name and they're like, 
okay, okay, you're good. No classrooms, nothing, whatever. You can have your freedom. When I see someone who had an extended illness, they tend to take their first freedom choice and spend time resting on the other side. I've never seen anybody with a physical illness where they held on to any of that pain past the second of their death. What's interesting is that I have seen people who have suffered from dementia and any type of those illnesses, they are temporarily confused on the other side. And they have to take a little bit longer to heal, not a lot, not substantially, but they, it takes a little longer than a physical illness does. And that person, and one of the first things that I know that they died from an extended illness is that they show me that they immediately stayed on the other side and that they were so tired. And that's my indication. I'm like, oh, they had like a really extended illness, right? Right. Right. Because I can tell that they're taking their resting time. So I, you know what? I agree. It's not the first time I've heard this. And uh, to be honest with you, I think it makes sense. Um, they do need that time. And it's not like you're fractured. You can't go to heaven. No, it's like your, your body, your spirit, your soul. And I believe in all three, not just one need time to recoup from what they've suffered here on this earth. Um, so 100% agree with you there. I hope that answers your question, Beth, if anything, because that's what we're doing right here is engaging. Next question is going to be, or actually it's a statement. I was going to say, I also fear suffering, um, from Jennifer Bailey, Jennifer, thank you for the question and or, or statement actually. And, um, I think we all, I think I, yeah. Cause you know what? I I've been there, done that. Uh, way too many times with health issues left and right. And those of you that don't know, you know, Vicki knows, our producer knows very well because she was there with me. Uh, uh, I suffered in 2022, almost died. It wasn't good. I was in the hospital for two weeks, two days. And uh, yes, that was uh, the suffering part, the pain, <coughs> um, the pain meds. That's one of my fears is getting to the point to where I'm suffering so much with pain that I get addicted to any kind of pain med. In fact, there have been times that I will go and try any and all other possible remedies to get rid of a headache that will eventually turn into a migraine before I actually take something for it because I'm already on enough meds as it is and that's just me. How about you, Vicki? What do you feel about this? I definitely think that I'm the type of person that I'd rather just go ahead and go straight to death and avoid the Seriously? Uh, suffering. Yeah. I mean, if it, I'm talking about if it were like very, very severe. Um, let's just take the scenario, worst case, I get abducted by a serial killer. Okay. Don't play with me. Just kill me. Like, don't do all that other stuff. Don't mess with my mind. Don't, you know, pull one finger off at a time. You know, that kind of stuff. I would fear the suffering more than I would fear 
the death. Okay. So thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate that. But you know what? I, uh, I have no regrets. And, um, uh, she, she stated in this statement here, uh, you poor thing, Rich, you know what, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Um, I don't live with regrets and, uh, I wish I could avoid meds wherever possible, but unfortunately being a diabetic, I kind of have to, I have no choice in the matter. Um, so I avoid meds too. The only thing I take is an allergy pill. And this week I tried not doing that. Not a good idea. Mm -mm. Oh, I see. Why don't you take this one? Go ahead, Vicky. I have issues of people wanting to come back to die. Okay, wait. Come back to die. Uh, you may want to explain that a little bit or clarify on that a little bit, Joanne. Because um, I, I wouldn't want to come back to die. Stupid autocorrect. We should make autocorrect die. How about that? <laughs> yes. Because I can tell you, there's never been a duck involved in anything I typed out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So what, uh, what are you trying to say here, Joanne? I have issues of people wanting to come back to life or I don't know. <laughs> to autocorrect. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I love our our <laughs> our fans. Um thank you, Jennifer. I'm I'm glad I recovered too. And uh let me tell you that was that was scary, a scary six months actually. It was very scary. And it was during the time that I was filming uh for the Legion of Exorcists, uh, which ironically will be coming out June first. If you guys aren't aware of that, uh, make sure to set your DVRs to travel channel 10 p.m eastern standard time thursdays june 1st um that'll be the first episode of the show that i am thankfully a part of and oh no okay cool our producer just put it up thank you very much jen uh eli roth presents legion of exorcists and later on in the show we will be showing a um clip of the actual uh show itself it's about a minute and 20 some-ish seconds, something like that. So make sure to set that up. Let's see if Joanne finally got the spell correct. <laughs> My husband died at 64 and they say they cho they choose to come back. Uh, okay. Yes. I, I have to agree. And, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm personally going to say this because for years I was led to believe that when you died, you either went to heaven or hell and that was it. Um, I was misled to believe due to unfortunately religion, which is man-made, not faith, religion, that, um, your free will was taken away when you died. The one that corrected me on that was my mentor, Bishop James Long, many years ago. We were at an event, PIA, and we sat down for the first time and like literally all morning, noon and into the night. It was just bombarded people just wanting a piece of us both and more him than me. At that time, I was and still am, you know, I'm not a big deal. But 
we finally got a chance to sit down and and I asked him, Bishop, how do you feel about this? I'm curious. And his his statement to me was, Rich, what is it that we have? What is it that we have that's different from everybody else, all other creations that, that God's created? And I was like, we were created in, in his image. And he said, no. I just couldn't come up with anything. And he said, free will. Free will. So basically, what Joanne said there is spot on. Yes. Uh, her husband died at 64, and they say they chose to come back. Now, that could also be, you know, are you meaning to come back and visit us in spirit form or come back in the sense of being reincarnated. So Vicki chime in. I mean, if you're asking my opinion on reincarnation, the jury is still out on that. There are so many stories that people have said of these young children talking about their past lives with amazing accuracy that there's no way that they could know about it. Um, every once in a blue moon, I'll be reading about somebody and I will get a glimpse of what appears to be a past life. It's not something that I see on a regular. Sometimes okay. I'll, somebody will send me a picture of a child and all of a sudden it just comes out of my mouth. Oh, they're an old soul. They've been here before. And it's not something that I'm conscious of. It just kind of flies out of my mouth. Um, I'm definitely open to the concept. To me, it just makes sense. That just makes God the ultimate recycler. And he just recycles it. I also, in the interest of fairness, I also think that it would make sense. Because why would it be fair if I were born, let's say, my favorite time period in the time of Henry VIII. And I looked the wrong way and he decides to cut my head off. And I died in my 30s. So what, how is that fair that if you're not recycled, that you only got to be on this planet for 30 years? And so far, I've been here for 56. Yeah. So to me, if you have multiple opportunities to walk on Earth, that makes it kind of more of an even playing field to me. But... I realize that sometimes logic doesn't, you know, play a part and fairness doesn't play a part in these things, but that's just the way my brain works in regards to reincarnation. It would suck if it was serial killers that had a chance to come back and do it again. Uh, that's, well, I don't yeah. think they do the same thing. I don't, I don't think that we're allowed to come back and be the exact same person. I know that years ago I had a reading and I think it was, actually on my radio show. And the woman said that in a past life, my dad was my dad and my sister was my sister. And um, she was the older sister. I was the younger sister, same as this lifetime. But apparently my family had money, but this even richer guy strolled into town and he wanted to marry me instead of my sister. Well, she should have been the first one married off because she was the oldest. My dad allowed it. And I lived a great life. She ended up a spinster and I lived, you know, in a mansion and I had all these things. And well, let's just fast forward to this freaking lifetime. Why don't you ask me which one's married and which one's single? 
So, <laughs> so because now the, now the playing field's even. So I enjoyed mine, although I don't have a recollection of it. I enjoyed my wonderful life in a past life, and I got stuck with this one right now. But, but you see, that's the cosmic joke of all jokes, in my opinion. It's like if, if look, I'm not saying reincarnation doesn't or does exist. I'm simply, I'm on, I'm still on the fence about it. But that is the cosmic joke of all jokes. It's like you lived an awesome life. I wish you were. Oh, you were there, but you don't remember Jack don't Squat. Remember it. And it's like, really, really, okay, God, we have a problem here. But the only thing I can say in defense of the one I was handed this time, I wouldn't be sitting here right now if the roles were reversed and I had my sister's current life. I'd be bitter, boring, and sitting looking at a TV screen instead of being on the screen. Yeah. Oh, see? And this here, the thunder, God agreed with me. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Angels are bowling strikes. All right. So uh, Ginger says, Spirit told me that God gave us humans free will to stay or travel back and forth. All right. Well, pretty much what we just covered there, that's just backing up everything I just said and what you agree with that we have that free will. So I guess that free will could be, could bleed over to reincarnation. Ooh, boo. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. What the heck? All right. Oh. Okay, now if I saw something coming at me, just like what our producer just put up there for a split second, um, in a in a sheet like that, I'd be like, really? Um, okay. Well, the first thing I'd say that better not be my good sheet, and it better not be Ku Klux Klan. So <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. Because if that's the best you can do when it comes to a boo, I got news for you, boo. It ain't gonna work. So uh, here we are. Uh, oh, I love what Joanne said there. Um, if I can find it, let's see. But they say, if you're an ass in life, you're an ass in death. Well, as we've been saying for ever, you know, as you were in life, so shall you be in death. Uh, yes, I guess it's safe to say that as well when you don't apply the rules of reincarnation. Uh, Jennifer Bailey says we have lightning in miami now too oh okay well i guess jennifer is in miami as well because i had no idea um i'm in miami as well and yeah uh, i'm i'm hearing it outside oh yeah oh look 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 at that pillows down pillows down see that's before there was only one pillow down now watch as we pan across we pan across, we pan across. Look at my rug. My rug is all up. We pan back because I heard a noise. Two pillows. Two pillows down. Pillows down. Get Prince. <laughs> get Prince and run. Um, all right. And, and so just for those of you that don't know, that was uh, Vicky's front porch uh, about, what, an hour ago, give or take? Yeah, yeah, a little bit over, and, I think. and and it was like all hell breaking loose. Uh, and uh, it was scurry. I was, yeah. I had some fear because it was scurry. <laughs> I'm telling you, when she showed me that video, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, 
I, I, I said it out loud and I was outside and I said, pedal down. And someone looked at me because I live in a condo. I'm like, okay, I, I know there's no pillow around here. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the video, but whatever. Uh, I found that to be amusing, to be honest. All and right, I so did keep them just for anybody who's concerned. They're still down on the ground because <laughs> I need to call my insurance company before I pick them up. Okay. They're still down. <laughs> All right. So hello. Hey, sis. How you doing? Olga's on, on the chat. Um, let's see. Uh, Ginger also said, okay, wait, wait, wait. Joanne, love the color of her eyes. Baja. Okay. I don't know whose eyes, but I would imagine yours because you got blue. Um, I, I, I got see with my glasses on though. Oh, I, I got plain brown, you know, poopy brown eyes. I, I'm nothing special, anyways. Um, if anything, um, uh, uh, let's see. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Keep the doggy scroll. Okay, so Ginger said, so Miss Vicky. Are you saying that if there is reincarnation and you return in opposite positions, that it all is balance? Question mark. I mean, I didn't see my past life, but if the person who read for me that day did not know my current life, knew nothing about my current situation, didn't know if I was married or single or anything like that, and she randomly picked up on this. Now what's interesting to note as well is that my sister has hated me basically since birth. And again, this person did not know that, but she said, your sister's pissed off in this lifetime because she carried it over from the last lifetime. In my case, if that person was correct, yes, it balanced out one lifetime. I had it easy the next lifetime I didn't. One lifetime I had love, this one I do not. So it 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 let me walk in two different shoes, basically, if it's true. So what is I, what is Jenny Davis doing in New York? Sorry. Okay, go on, Vicky. Yeah. So I just, you know, that's um if it's true, it balanced out. Okay. I, I hope that that actually uh answers your question there ginger uh I, I actually agree with that you know it just sucks that you can't remember uh the ghost sheet lol <laughs> yeah you know we we, we have a gaz <laughs> we have a gazillion pictures uh jen go ahead and post i mean we have pictures that people are naturally going to fear you know uh we have arachnophobia which is already the spider we have Fear of heights. I'm not a big height guy. I will. I will say. How about you, Vicky? Not on that rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do even like coasters. <laughs> I don't even like a suspicious ladder. Yeah. But to say that I'm scared of heights, no, exact. I don't want to be on anything rickety. Yeah. I can go up in an airplane. I could go to the top of a tall building. Look over the side. None of that bothers me. What bothers me is if I'm on something where I might fall. That's what you know where the Agreed. issue comes Agreed. in. Agreed. Any other any other additions, Jen, that we could address picture wise, and then go from there. What the hell's that? 
Oh no, my biggest fear, a dude with a yeah, a bag and the gym a, bag. Oh my god! Is that where they put? He he puts his head, the heads in there. Oh, still doesn't scare me. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I could take the guy on, but okay, dark, dark places. Dark places. Mm -hmm. Okay, dark. Yeah. Eh, doesn't no. bother me. No. I I never turn on lights here in my house, even in the middle of the night. I get up, walk around, never turn anything on i've never been a person to turn on lights after i go to bed and i get back up i'm doing it in the dark all right so ginger's afraid of planes uh not roller coasters or cliffs all right um i i'm i'm not afraid of planes because i mean plane crashes are so rare nowadays but uh roller coasters and cliffs uh roller coasters i can do although i'll scream like a little bitch i will say that no and then I'll, I'll blame it on the person next to me <laughs> uh claustrophobia uh no i don't have that uh good god that's way too many fears slow down <laughs> slow down all right god we're gonna people are gonna be going to therapy after this show Fear of information you. overload. Overload. Okay, this is the matrix. <laughs> we have a glitch. All See, right. For me, going back to what she said about um, planes, I, okay. I, I'm not scared. I love flying. Absolutely love it. My only thought in the back of my mind, anything like a roller coaster or something like that, I always think about technical difficulties. Like if I knew for sure, which obviously I do because I go on them, so I have enough you know, confidence in wherever I am to go on them. But um, I would just worry about there being some kind of mechanical difficulty, not the fact that I was up high and turned upside down and all that kind of stuff. Are you just afraid of the gremlins, about. you know, like in Twilight Zone and William Shatner? No, I never get the window seat anyway, so. You don't want to see if there are gremlins out there tearing mm -hmm. up the wing and the I engine. I never, I never get the... The window seat. And you know, I okay, I have a question. Somebody in here listening. So when you're in the airplane and you're taking off, right? Why do they make you close the shade? I don't know. You and know, I didn't notice them doing though. that before, but the last couple times I flew, they're, you know, put the shade down for takeoff. Why? I, I, I don't get it. Uh uh agoraphobia uh that that is fear of public spaces or crowds i used to have that i used to have that back in the day and um i overcame that with a lot a lot of meditation i i just i've never been a people person in the sense of being in, in crowded situations you know i i can i can talk to anyone i can i, I have no issues talking to people, helping people, all that stuff. But when it's like a mall, you know, like Christmas season and you're elbow to elbow bumping left and right. I, I used to have major issues with that. Nowadays we got Amazon. I ain't got to worry about it anymore. So, you know what? Back in the day I did. Um, I only have agoraphobia at Hellmart because I hate it. Because of the smell. <laughs> they all smell the same. That is yeah. true. I never realized despair that. Despair and death. Time. They all smell like that. They smell like death? Really? Yeah. You think despair they... and death? 
It's not worth the couple cents you get off. By the way, just a helpful hint for people who are watching their budget, food is actually cheaper at Target. Target Ooh. is not a sponsor of this show, though. Just Go to like, Target. Just saying. Go to Target. It's, mm -hmm. you know. It's it is tar cheaper. It's it's the, the, the French way of saying it. Target. Okay. Target. Target. Sorry. All right. All right. So, all right. Thanks for that. Uh, Miss Jennifer Bailey, it's not this show that will cause me to go to therapy. It's only a drop in the bucket. Um, well, that's good. At least I won't feel guilty that we, you know, may have forced your hand to go to therapy. Hey, um, we gave a warning at the beginning of the show. <laughs> we did. We did. And in, in the second half of the show, we're still going to give out that warning because, you know, we got to be, you know, safe nowadays. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I used to fear malls, flea markets, etc. This is from Ginger. Too much energy of all types, overwhelming. Now I don't. I protect before I go anywhere. Vicky, what's your... Okay, and we have another one from Jennifer Ben. It's not this show. That, okay, we're, I already read that out. Uh, but she's on to something, and I want to hit on this before we head to break. It was the energy. Now, me being empathic, I'll, I'll chime in, but you go ahead and uh, take it. Being an empath is one of my gifts as well. Mm -hmm. And as long as the venue is large enough and the people are spread out enough, then I can handle it. And all joking aside, there's a lot of people that go to Walmart who have energy that disrupts mine, whether it's I'm hit with the despair or I'm hit with depression or I'm hit with economic situations that I pick up on that really is the reason why I cannot handle it. But by the same means in like 2016 or 2017, we went to magic kingdom during Christmas season and we were walking literally walking as one unit. It was packed like literally people in front of me, beside me, we all like kind of moved in unison. That didn't bother me. Really? Yeah. But I think it's because it, well, it was Disney number one and number two, you know, cause people were having a good time. Yeah. But you got to think of COVID, you know, I'm no, surprised that was, Disney. That was pre COVID. Oh, pre COVID. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I, I thought that was interesting that, but I think it was the situation and the mindset of the people who were at Disney is different than the mindset of people who are at Walmart. Here's my thing. Um, being empathic. And uh, I started learning this a few years back. I'd say about a decade back. <clears throat> I realized <clears throat> that occasionally when you don't release and i'm sure that ginger will agree with me on this when you don't learn how to release all the negative energy that you pick up as an empath because that's really what empaths are they are picking up on other people's psychic energy and they they feel it they sense it but when you're around so many people that have 
negative energy. And it could be one, two, three days to a week. And you don't get rid of that. Guess what? It comes out in the form. And this is something a lot of people don't know. But I found out through a um, Reiki master, ironically, not Ginger, but someone else that said, you do know that when you don't release that negative energy, it actually comes out as a panic attack. And that is the danger of not releasing your energy, at least every other day, because we come in contact with so many energies, so many people over and over and over. And you see Ginger's agreeing with me here. Uh, exactly. And that in itself is something that we need to think about. Um, Jennifer Bailey is staying, is stating, and this is what we love, uh, Vicky. It's, it's interaction. And we're getting a lot of it here tonight. Uh, Jennifer Bailey, thanks for explaining this empath stuff. Very relevant for me today. And yes, um, that's what we do. Would you agree that that's really how it happens? Or, or does it manifest not only just in panic attack, but anger fits or... Or someone anything? being overly wrought and emotional. I've had a lot of readings where I'll be in the in the middle of the reading and I'm like, oh, you know, you're an empath, right? And I remember this one girl in particular, I said, oh, when you're a kid, did they call you a crybaby? Did, you know, you're not like this, this, and this? She shows yes. Just knowing that she was an empath changed her entire concept of herself because she had been called a scaredy cat and over emotional and all this her whole life. And now she had a name for it. She knew it was because she was an empath. And once she did that, I taught her ways to protect herself or at least to register whether what she was feeling was her own emotions or were they coming at her, meaning from other people. Mm -hmm. So when I come across somebody who has these panic attacks that I believe are based on the fact that they are empaths, I teach them to first and foremost, figure out where that feeling is coming from. Is it in here? Is it coming at you? Is it so once you yes. Yeah, so once you figure out, then you figure out it's coming at you, then you put up your shield. If it's inside you, then you need to examine why you feel that way at that particular moment. But it has literally been life-changing for people to know that they are impasse. Now, empath to me is, and, and no, uh, Jennifer, thanks for explaining this. Empath. She said, I'm glad if I'm not talk if, if I'm not talking too much, just tell me to be quiet. If I get in the, no, 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 no. Don't ever feel that way. We will answer your question when it comes to releasing this negative energy. Uh, you felt built up in your chest i've been doing meditation today and actually that's the best way to do it is meditation is is release um uh you when you meditate you have to go inward and release uh the, the way i've found to do it and you know i'm i'll cover this and and i'm sure vicky will have a few things to chime in on when it comes to releasing negative energy because we are coming close to that time um, where we go to, a, to our break, but, um, 
there's many different ways to release negative energy. I find walking, which is exhausting and, and you're walking, you naturally are releasing endorphins in your brain. You're exhausting your body and all of that. So exercise, it doesn't have to be walking. It could be jogging. It could be lifting weights, whatever you want to do, but you are exerting yourself and you're doing something that, what are you looking at? Um, I'll tell you later. Okay. All right. Continue. Okay. So, um, the way I see, I hope it ain't a tornado, man. I don't need you turning into Dorothy. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Um, meditation is one way, but there's many other ways. And we will discuss that when we, you know, come back from our breaks, but everyone i'm loving the interaction here i i please you know don't go anywhere because we will be right back so i'm gonna encourage my producer i know it's early i know she's she's possibly not even there and and you know fiddling with something in the house but um it's about that time anyway so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to a break few breaks actually few commercial breaks but when we come back jennifer bailey and ginger and everyone that still remained in the audience please stay tuned we'll answer those questions and we'll start learning how to deal with these fears and everything that weighs us down from day to day so don't go anywhere Ooh, i heard that thunder mm, this is going to be interesting don't go anywhere we'll be right back
and welcome back to Greetings from Beyond Radio. I think uh, Vicky's storm made it over to Miami. It is really coming down over here. Um, my dog is petrified and shaken. Um, you know, my only concern is he's 14 years old, and when he gets scared, he gets scared. Uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, how are things on your end? Right now, they seem not good. They seem to be fairly calm when it comes to the storm. Okay. For sure. We definitely, it was a lot worse before. So it looks like it made its way its way south from you. And uh, unfortunately, we're getting belted here. Uh, boys are coming down. Um, so I promised that we would address uh, how to get rid of these negative energies. There's many ways uh, to get rid of it. But first and foremost, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give our producer an opportunity to show um, Eli Roth presents the Legion of Exorcists, which will be coming to a TV near you, Travel Channel, Discovery Plus, and Max, no longer HBO Max, Max uh, streaming through those two. And that will be June 1st, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yours truly happens to be one of the cast members. Um, and let me tell you, it's different when you get to hear from people that deal with the demonic in a different way. This is not paranormal. This is theological. This is the real deal. And the reenactments are exactly what we went through. So, Jen, when you have a chance, take it away. Evil is on the rise. Demons battle to possess our souls. And drag us one step closer to hell. But now, there is a gathering of spiritual warriors who defend us against the devil's minions. Go back to hell! St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. And unite to banish the demons in our midst. This was the case that opened my eyes. <laughs> this 17-year-old girl was so distraught that she would do anything to talk to her dad one more time. Disturbing things started happening. You could feel the presence. It, it was just terrifying. <laughs> we ended up having our very first demonic experience. It frightened me. It frightened me to the core. Demons wait patiently for the ultimate checkmate, the rise of the Antichrist, which will lead to the final battle between good and evil. Until then, the spiritual warfare will continue. These are the true stories of the Legion of Exorcists. And there you go, peeps. Uh, that's um, trailer. It's been running now for three weeks, give or take. And uh, just recently, they started showing the little banner that comes underneath all the shows that are running at the time on Travel Channel. Uh, a really cool poster, I think. Um, and it's, uh, let me tell you, 
that was yeah there's there's a little uh, it's in the form of a banner but there you could actually make a poster out of it it's i think pretty cool i'm the guy the weird one off to the right behind eli roth with the long fu manchu demonologist beard um it, it was uh great filming it at the same time that was around the time that i was also going through some major health issues and um surprisingly i feel uh i was <sighs> by the grace of god honestly i was able to finish filming because uh, shortly after we got back from filming is when all hell broke loose for me. And I, I kind of feel like um, these things don't really want to know or want us to get the word out there that they do exist and they do do these things and that there are spiritual warriors like myself. Um, maybe it was resistance i agree 100 with you there jennifer i do believe that there was resistance there because the enemy never really wants to be exposed they they they, they like to play you know their games out and about behind the scenes they're very stealthy and if you don't know what you're looking for and i knew that this was a personal attack and it's something that I need to be always, I, I always have to have my guard up. Uh, being a demonologist for 35, going on 36 years, I've gone through this various times. So uh, I just never went through something like this. I was literally playing cards with death in that hospital for two weeks, two days. It was not fun. Uh, from Ginger Cleland, if you could put that up, uh, Jen, I'd appreciate it. Um, do you think they were testing you? Dark does not like bringers or light bringers. Um, yes, I do. I'm sorry to switch this all around from uh, fears, what we fear the most. I was in fear for my life. So I will infuse that. When the doctor comes in and tells you that you have a necrotizing pancreatitis and a cyst the size of of a nerf football around your pancreas and we need to drain it because if we don't um it'll keep eating away to your you know a hole through your pancreas because i i was literally dying and they they needed to start draining that to my lower intestines needless to say uh, you, you gotta follow doctor's orders and they surgically went in they placed that stint inside the the cyst and i that's why i was there for two weeks and in fact i continued even after i left the hospital thanks thank god to jen uh she took care of me i was on a liquid diet i went from 210 pounds something like that to 156 pounds uh within two months and a half it was very scary and then i had to go back for pickup shoots that was not fun and one day removed from antibiotics oral antibiotics but i did it uh yes it was a challenge i i agree with ginger um it was to test me uh but that's my story i'm sticking to it i went through it i know what what it's like it's not fun but this is literally a burden of love uh
getting this message out to everyone out there. So for those of you thinking that this is another paranormal show, it's not. This is theologically, for taking it from the theological side of things, not the paranormal side of things, because that's been the biggest mistake that's been infused into the public now that demonic is paranormal, and it's not. You're not dealing with, you know, a ghost or, you know, a human spirit. Oh, there went my light. <laughs> All that? Yeah, that was right it. That was either the lightning or it was the other guys, and they don't like what I'm talking about here. But uh, so far, I still have internet, uh, which is good. So, you know, we can throw that in there as as one of the fear things, and we'll talk about it. But I'd like to actually, you know, get back to Jennifer's question. How do we get rid of these negative things, energies, when we absorb so much? Do you have any tips that you can throw in there, Vicki, when it comes to that? Well, what I always advise everyone, I can give you a list of 10 different things that you might be able to do. So I will give people a list of things, but what's important is that you have to find what works best for you. There's not a one size fits all for any of this. I may have a visual of, I blow all that energy off of me. When I feel it coming at me, I literally go and blow it off. That may not be the visual or the action that somebody else needs to take. Sometimes people have such a buildup. I recommend the method with, you know, the kosher salt and the, you know, purified water over your head. It's not comfortable, but it just cleanses you. But like I said, it the person has to figure out what works best for them. And it's not going to work if I tell you what's me and works for me. I can give you guidelines and you adjust and readjust until it feels right for you. So those are just a, a couple of things like visualize it going off of you, the the salt water over your head. Some people, this, this could be one of those few cases because I don't condone the use of sage. This could be one of those cases where if you go outside, not inside your home, and you want to smudge yourself to kind of get that energy to back off, that's my only um, endorsement that you'll ever hear me say for Sage. But that's, you know, it's just one of many different things that you can look into. But let your instincts guide you in the direction you want to go. You know, I'm glad you mentioned instinct because uh, years and years and years ago, even even with uh, uh, aid from individuals that were involved in releasing negative energy and whatnot, I took a bit from every single one of these gurus, if you want to call them that, or individuals that were familiar with uh, energy work. What worked for me, being a water sign, um, I found that being in front of a body of water worked for me. And getting myself into a meditative state. Now, by meditating, it's not like ohm or anything like that. But I would close my eyes and I would meditate on the negativity within me. This is just me. I'm not saying, you know, do it. It, it works. Just like Vicky said, it's not one size fits all. You got to find what works for you. You got to literally pick and choose. Okay, I tried this. I tried this and this. But it didn't really work all the way well maybe mixing them 
will work for you. But what works for me is me being a water sign. And there are fire signs, which Vicky happens to be a fire sign. There's water, air, and earth. Sometimes grounding yourself um, to earth. It could be a tree. could be, you know, the ground. When it's wind out in open spaces, when it's water, be near a body of water. To me, the best form of water for me would be the ocean because you can immerse yourself. It's almost like baptizing yourself and getting rid of all this negative gunk that gets onto you. Firewise, I recommend people to at least light a candle, focus on the candle and focus on getting rid of that. And what I do is I get in front of a body of water. It could be a lake, canal, a stream. It could be an ocean, which is best for me close my eyes, meditate. And I just literally, me personally, just imagine just light coming down my into my head throughout. And it just lifts out all the ne negative, which is a black and I blow it out. And it goes out into the water and water absorbs any negative energy. And I keep doing that until I feel like I've been you know, released. Like I, I've, I've, I literally feel lighter after I've done something like that. Um, so, okay. And it could be something as simple as this morning. I had a bunch of stuff coming at me. Uh -huh. I had a conversation with a bunch of different people, man. I went on YouTube. I pulled up some old school slipknot and I cranked it. Yeah. And when I was done, all that was gone. So it could be something as simple as doing something that makes you feel good. And that just makes all of that go away from you. And just like I stated earlier, you know, working out, walking, doing exercise, you know, exhausting your body so that you, you can release these things. Uh, it tends to help a lot. Music therapy uh, from our producer, Jen. Yes, music. And that's one of the ways that she gets rid of the negative energy. Um, Jennifer Bailey, uh, that makes perfect sense, you guys. Thank you. Uh, also, air sign for air signs, because you said, Jennifer, you're an air sign. What would you recommend, Vicki? Uh, just open space? A open space, getting in the car, putting the windows down. Okay. And I think that she's in Miami, so, I mean, your season for that's pretty much up, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, with you if you're going to be doing that, I know because I'm in Miami too. Yeah. Let the breeze into your home when there's a breeze coming through. Go ride in the car with the windows down. I own more than one convertible, and even though I'm a fire sign, that being able to get in that convertible and yeah. take drives in that it was very cleansing. So I would recommend something like that. Yeah, I, I wish. Um, well. You see, sitting still in front of water, <laughs> when it's as humid as it is in, in Miami, um, I'd rather be an air sign because, you know, put all the windows down. I'd crank up the AC, that's for damn sure. And I'd, I'd you know, either listen to Slipknot, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, whatever floats my boat at the time and whatever gets that aggression out that would work for me, but I'm, I'm right now with this lightning and thunders, no way I'm going in front of that water. Screw that. Cause I'd be a crispy fried rich. Thanks. But no, thanks. Um, <laughs> open windows, crank Bruce Springsteen tunes up. 
says Joanne Stewart from the chat. Agreed. <laughs> you got to find what works for you. Mark Anthony, welcome to the show. <clears throat> uh, he states just using breath or breathe worth or breathe the negatively or uh, negativity out. That's exactly what I do. Ironically, I sit there and I just breathe it out. It's like literally I, I just imagine the light coming in and I just blow it out. And I keep going until I, I literally feel that that is gone. But that's what works for me. And apparently it works for Mark as well. Uh, that's cool. Uh, Jennifer, you need to try whatever helps. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it now. It's it's a, a little stormy out there. You think? Just a little? Uh, we, we saw the video earlier. And uh, Vicky almost had... <laughs> Vicky almost ended up in you know out of Kansas and in Oz. So... <laughs> Uh, needless to say, it's now here, and uh, you're welcome. Yeah, you blew it my way. Uh, <laughs> lights have already flickered and whatnot. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm used to that. Um, so there you go, that's one way of getting. So, I'm gonna ask uh, Mark, uh, who just came in, and, and the, the subject matter this time around is what do you? fear the most mark please feel free to chime in what your biggest fear is and then we'll see you know let's discuss and talk about it take your time write it down and we'll get to it so there's fear is 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 a vibe it's a, it's it's an emotion but what triggers it is what we see what we sense right so we need to realize that something triggers it what is it that triggers it and why um Oh, you have a question um, from Ginger. Ms. Vicky, do you help other mediums and energy workers to maintain balance? I've helped um, people who have come to me. I've helped them um, mentor them through their gift, which um, years ago, Rich guided me through my first OBE, which was one of the first things that got me to open up and to do what I do. Um, Ginger, to be honest with you, people who are actively in mediumship and doing work like that, they tend, a lot of them tend to have a problem with reaching out to other people. I don't know. I, I'm the opposite. I have a shaman that I go to all the time because she was another person who mentored me. I have no problem going to someone else and asking for help or guidance or something like that. But I found a lot of people that do this type of work. It's kind of like the comparison I would make is I have a lot of people that I read for that are therapists. And so they use me for their therapy because a therapist doesn't feel safe going to another therapist because in the therapist case, they're worried that, if they tell what they're thinking, that other therapist is going to report them to the board. I think sometimes what happens with psychic mediums is they don't necessarily want to be vulnerable to someone else who has the ability or they think that there might be some kind of competition. I'm the opposite. I have countless readings where I see people have ability and I encourage it. I get them to try to develop it and I'm there for that. Um, so in answer to your question, I mean, a lot of them don't come to me. 
But if they did, I would gladly help them. All right. So there you go. I hope that answers your question, Ginger. Um, all right, Joanne Stewart, I fear artificial intelligence and takeover of mankind. Well, you know what? It is possible. Um, how many things has man created that later on it, it was supposed to aid us? And then all of a sudden it takes over. Um, this. Um, it's taken over. You know, how many times do you go anywhere and all you see is this? That is not conversation. If you're at dinner or you're having a meal and you got someone in front of you doing this crap, that's being taken over, in my opinion. So technology can very well do that. Uh, Mark Anthony, afraid I am not afraid of much, maybe being on the streets or uh, destitute might, well, sorry, destitute might be a fear. It's a driving favor in my actions and I am far from financial trouble. So Vicki, you want to take this on? Yeah, a lot of times um, it actually, like he's saying, it worked in his favor. He, he thinks it's a leftover fear from his childhood. Anytime that we have found ourselves in a less than favorable situation, that drives us. It may be that fear of being put back into that situation that keeps you from being that. So what he's saying is that he's always feared of not having the economic resources and it's driven him to make sure he's never in that position again. I think subconsciously I've been in some crappy relationships. And because of that, I subconsciously push people away from me so that I don't have to be put in a situation where I might end up in another bad relationship. So that would be the same for me. And in, in my case, mine is not as positive as Mark's. <laughs> his turned into him having some money in his pocket. Mine turned into, let's go back to what I talked about before. Yeah, single, alone. Yeah, that's me. So my fear of being put in that same situation has not worked in my favor. But I'm glad yours has, Mark. Uh, with Jennifer Bailey, when I encounter other sensitives, I feel like they can see into me. So I, I have a question for you, Jennifer. Um, do you fear what they will find? Or do you, do you feel like your privacy is being invaded? Uh, I know some people that have that fear. Um, and I get it because I, I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'll, I'll open up here and there, but I, I tend to keep to myself. Uh, and Vicki is actually, you know, one of the best when it comes to her readings and uh, communicating with the beyond and what may be around that individual. Um, I've seen her literally in action help people, uh, but you were going to say, go on. But that's that, but the difference is one of her fears. I can tell you that wouldn't happen around me because you know what? I don't read without permission. I don't read unless someone has come to me and say, I want you to read for me. I need an answer on this. I respect a person's privacy privacy. Now, every once in a while, Take for a random example, I may be at the bar at Alabama Joe's, it's almost closing time, and some random guy walks by me, I've had a few shots, 
And all of a sudden I get hit with his physical ailment. I wasn't exactly reading him. I just kind of got hit as he walked by me by this emotion. Um, but I didn't look into his life. I just kind of got slapped in the face with his physical condition. But I think that one thing that I have been told by my shaman, I always couldn't figure out why I would go get readings. And quite frankly, they weren't that good. Like I've only had a handful of good readings in my life. And the way that she explained it to me, and again, this was just the way that she sees it and the way she explained it. If my ability is right here and I go see a psychic medium whose ability is here, you can only read from top down. So if that person's ability is below mine, they can't read from here up. So if you have a high level of ability you need to find the best that you can in order for them to be able to see you in the span. Because if you are above them, you, they're not going to be able to read you. True. And True. I think that that's an important thing for people to think about. There may be people, and I didn't realize how come these readings that I was getting stunk. I didn't realize. I'm like, I'm an open book. Like, I want people, read me, read me. And they couldn't. But then when my shaman explained that to me, then I understood it. And Mark Anthony says, I used to be nervous around the psychics, but I notice if I stay high vibe, no funky energy sticks on me. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I have to agree with that because when you, you're, you're it, the way I see it, it's kind of like chum. You throw chum into the water in the ocean, it's going to attract sharks. But those are the negative ones. There are some psychic mediums that are empathic and, and they tend to be psychic vampires. I, I don't know if that's even been covered uh, yet on our show, but there are those that do actually feed off of that. And you don't want to be chum in the water. I'm telling you right now, every psychic has their special uh, speciality and specific viewpoints. This is true. And you, you need the vibe with whoever, if you choose to be read. Okay, you don't have to, but it does help. Uh, Ginger Cleland, um, she says, I was told that I wasn't uh, readable by a medium at the time. I thought something was wrong, and she didn't explain why. I had to find out later on. Um, I've heard that oftentimes, and, and it kind of relates to what you were discussing earlier, Vicki. Yeah, the, the level. And and the thing is, is if it, it, I, I'm going to wager to say that maybe that psychic medium was here and ginger was <laughs> was here i've known ginger for quite some time um as far as pia her and her husband great great people and um i i can tell you she is high energy anywhere and uh god bless her and thank you by the way earlier she had um put in in the chat and i appreciated that she was sending me healing long distance and i appreciate that uh it helped i'm still alive so thank you appreciate that jennifer bailey i don't know if i'm psychic but i'm street smart and i have a case of serendipity all the time that's a good thing there's nothing wrong with that you know i mean 
I would rather not be psychic and be happy and find happiness. You know, people, people have certain ways of how they vibe. Your frequency can be set already. It could either be by the way you were brought up, your PTSDs, your traumas, everything to only hone in to negative things. And what I'm getting here with Jennifer is along the lines of she's been wired to actually find the positive. And that's a good thing. So I think we're all psychic to an extent. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of whether we want to develop it. Well, I think people have the predisposition. And I've used this example before. I may want to know how to play guitar like Prince. I could take every lesson in the world, but I don't have the predisposition Good luck. to play like he did. Exactly. Because that was his gift. Yes. So everybody has a certain level of empathy. They have a certain level of intuition. They have a certain level of all of these things. But some people are chosen. And some people could practice until the cows come home and they're never going to reach the level of a prince and his musical ability. That's just my personal belief. And, and again, I agree with you there. That, that was a gift. I mean, honestly, there are people put on this earth and, and since we're in musicians, there's, there's only one of a kind when it comes to Prince. <clears throat> one of a kind, Michael Jackson, one of a kind, Elvis Presley. You can go down the row of all these talents. They were put on this earth to share their gift with us all. They've all somehow, some way with their music have touched us at one time. Hell, I'm going to throw one out there that I wish to God, and I, I miss him too. Um, the lead singer of Linkin Park, Chester. Uh, I, my heart broke when Chester died. And when he committed, actually, he committed suicide. What an incredible voice. And Vicky, I'm sure you agree with me there. Lincoln Park was amazing, but he made it amazing. His voice, you could feel the emotion that came through. And every time I heard a song, and it was usually Lincoln Park was very emotionally, you know, they were sad and whatnot. But I, I, I have to tell you. It would all it it right here. It touched me here every single time. But well, to unfortunately, um, I meant to do this at some time. I meant to say rest in peace. Tina Turner passed oh, away. Oh yes, yes. And um, she rest in peace. Yes. Unknowingly, you led into that, but um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know that she was struggling with any type of illnesses or anything. So I was actually quite surprised. A pioneer, a female singer that really blazed trails for every female out there now that uh, can actually call themselves divas. Uh, thank you, Tina Turner, for all the years, because I'm telling you, I remember Tina, mind you, in the 80s and a little bit into the 90s. I even remember her in uh, Mad, what was it, Mad Max and Thunderdome? Uh, and she was, you know, the the head the head queen there of Thunderdome. God bless her and her family. May she rest in peace. Definitely a loss, but 
a loss that's left us with quite a history of music and inspiration. So I agree 100%. Um, Mark Anthony says her autobiography is inspirational. And you know what? I may just have to take that up and read it. Uh, not too many people ever really, you know, jump out at me, but there's a few here and there. And Tina Turner is one of those. I, I know that she was uh, abused by Ike uh, for many, many years and survived to that. She was a survivor of domestic violence. God bless her and her family uh she will be missed but we will still be able to listen to her much like prince much like you know lincoln park and uh elvis and so on and so on um it's amazing where we've gone from our our deepest fears but i think that we've shed light i like the way that this show has actually evolved and this is really what we're all about isn't it we're not put on this earth to just stay the same every single day. If we do, we we stop growing and evolving. I relish the thought of learning something new. This is why I love the show we have because look at every every single one of these people here that we've learned from today, Vicky. They've shared their fears, but in turn, we've also shared ours here and there. We've shared how to actually remedy them. Your thoughts on this? I have this quote, and I don't remember where I got it. And this is the key to learning. Of course. I listen to learn, not listen to respond. And so many people listen to respond and they don't listen to learn. And that's where you have these gaps where people are not getting new ideas and not expanding their way of thinking. So that's one thing. If, if you don't take anything else away from tonight's podcast, listen to learn instead of listening to respond. It will literally change your life. And the other thing, my cute little story, I have to tell you, everybody knows the only thing that I can really put out there for sure that I was scared of, and that's snakes. So I decided to take on my fear and I was on Facebook and I randomly saw a picture of a snake in a hat. Jeez, really? And <laughs> yes, I'm doing the snakes in a hat story again. And so I went online and I saw all these pictures of snakes wearing hats and they were so cute. I'm not scared of snakes anymore. And you know what? For years and years and years, I had reoccurring dreams about two to three times a year where there were massive amounts of snakes in my dreams. And I, I couldn't get around. I mean, like floors full of them. Since I started looking at snakes in a hat, I have not had my multiple snake dreams believe it or not mm -hmm. anyway um so you need to do that with your frog fear no i'm good uh, there's there's way right now the way it's raining out there there's way too many frogs and i don't care if they got hats i don't care if they got pants umbrellas i don't care if they got umbrellas <laughs> i ain't going out there to find out let's just leave it like that all right that's cool all right. So well, I do think it's it's important that if you have a fear, especially if it's a crippling fear, 
It's not a crippling fear. It's just that I they're didn't gross. Say you're, hey, they're gross. You're they're disgusting. Too, they're mucus Oh God, no, oh, she no. did. Cute. Why? Cute. Why? Oh. You can't be scared of something wearing a top hat. Well, except for maybe a shadow person, but not the snake. Look at how cute. You were getting all defensive. I wasn't pointing out about how horrible it was that a grown man is scared of frogs. I wasn't doing that. I was saying You just that, dissed me right there, all right? <laughs> I was saying. That a grown man. <laughs> Look at okay. See, oh. in the old days, if that snake were not wearing a hat before my therapy of my snakes and hats, I right now would be like, and I'd be running off and signing off. But now look at how cute. So anytime that you have a fear, if it gets to the point where it's crippling, then you need to find a way to turn it around. I firmly believe that you need to turn it around. Sometimes it's turned around on us. Um, we don't really control it. I have like a thing with vomiting. I've had that phobia since I was little. I threw up when I was seven and didn't throw up again until I was like in my 20s. And I couldn't stand if anybody did it. Yeah, that's the one thing I hate about you too, Mr. Vomit. But um, but being a mother, you have no choice. Thank goodness, knock wood again. I don't have vomiters for the most part. Um, but being in the field that I am, you get, you know, kids that get sick and yeah. whatever. So you have to get over it. So that one I was kind of forced to get over. The snake thing, I forced myself to find a way to stop being scared of snakes and to stop killing them. Cause if I saw them, I killed them, even the nice ones. And I stopped doing that. Well, good for you. Mm -hmm. And there was this big black snake that used to come around all the time. And like <laughs> in the old days, I would have grabbed the shovel. I would have chased him down. But when I got over my fear, this snake, I kid you not, the snake used to come to play. He used to come to play. But that'll be on next week's episode of Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> anyway. No, actually, next week's episode is going to be, uh, and it's ironic you bring that up like that, but we're going to be actually, you're going to be had a segue. Yeah, you're going to be interviewing uh, the Legion of Exorcists. Um, hopefully all of them can make it, but um, it, it's, it's hard to get everyone in you know one room so you're gonna have a handful next week because it'll be literally may 31st the eve before the debut june 1st and you're gonna have to be like okay so um 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 you and i have a question well, for no, you. no no it will be organized you don't oh, it'll be organized so it's gonna be a question for everybody and everyone can actually oh look at you bobbing your head like you're all it you will know, be organized and a bag of chips nah yeah we'll see we'll see organize yeah because i need we'll the control see. by the way our producer i need the controls to control people's microphones so that this is organized when we have multiple people on here okay you, you hear that jen you want to come on uh nah i'm gonna control the mics yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we we next week we will be having um i'm i'm attempting to get everyone together it's rather difficult some will be able to stay on some will not be able to stay on because they have 
prayer meetings they have bible study and stuff like that they this is like i stated earlier the real deal these are individuals that deal with this on a regular basis and they know what they're doing this is not some demonologist exorcist wannabe that has no formal trainings that are going to be interviewed next week so next week it will be the legion of exorcists that will be on and vicky is going to have to find a way to manage it oh i will give me some control buttons yeah control buttons yeah we'll see about that you'll have to talk to jen about that um but yeah that's going to be an interesting show to say the least um as far as i'm concerned um yes mark anthony uh it'll be interesting the different ways the folks do their job and Yes, uh, it will be exciting. Um, a lot of, you know what? I, I, I got to hand it to the producers. I mean, the only one I knew going into the show was Bishop James Long. I've worked with Bishop James Long for over 13 years. He mentored me for five of those years, and we still work together to this very day. The other members, I don't know. I didn't know who they were. You were going to say? Um, just so you know, Bishop James Long better not dip because of Bible study. He's just going to have to. No, actually, he will have to dip because his ministry comes first. And I understand that. There's a few that may have. Actually, I, I know that Scott is going to have to dip because he has Bible study as well. It is their job. I mean, that is what they are calling is well, for everybody sometimes has to call in work a little late. Yeah. Well, you know, I totally <laughs> understand that, but at the same time, it's like, we're talking God here. So I, I ain't going to go there. Uh, you know, Bishop doesn't even know that years ago you, when you were um, testing me and yeah. you were doing psychometry, yeah, um, you had um, given me, something related to him and um i was pretty accurate on what yeah. i got from the object but what that was when i first learned about imagery because one of the first things i got i saw this old chair that had been hand woven and it reminded me of kentucky because that's where my family's from it reminded me of something that my great grandmother had and that's where bishop was was kentucky so there you go yeah symbolism I, I do, is I, a crazy thing I do recall that and that it's funny you mentioned that because I totally forgot about that one. Um, and yeah, you did say Kentucky. I was like, your family was from Kentucky. Really? That explains a lot. So anyways, I was um, born in Florida though. I'm a real Floridian. <laughs> All the but, relatives that got out of the holler were just. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week is going to be an interesting show to say the least. Uh, I I've, really uh enjoyed this this show it looks like everyone's tapering off little by little falling away um remember that everything you've learned here uh we have another question uh from ginger uh vicky how can i get a reading from you i think my email address is up oh, <laughs> right on cue yeah, you can you know. either See, go. She's on her. She's on it. <laughs> you can either go on my Facebook page, readings by Vicky V A C K I E, 
or you can email me at nancy38drew at aol.com. And since you were a part of the show, Ginger, 15 minutes free. There you go, Ginger. Um, just make an appointment with her. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Uh, she's good at what she does. The gift is real. Uh, Margaret Golden, if she can wrangle children. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not really getting that, but okay. Uh, if she can wrangle children. Talking about okay. my skills with kids. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm legendary, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to snap your fingers now? No. You don't have to. A, it's not a finger snapping situation. It's more like, a, I really wish you could see the face I use. I don't even have to speak. I've seen the face you use. <laughs> you know, give me a break. I've known you for over a decade now. I've seen that. Now that's scary. <laughs> it is. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, Ginger saw it now. Um, and she's going to be contacting you. Remember, Ginger, first 15 minutes are free. Uh, so I think in closing the show, because we still have a few minutes, we're really going to have to look into all the fears that have been shared here all the way from death from you know beth watson all the way down to spiders and the not knowing and everything what does it all stem from ultimately and what what is it that stokes the fires within us to actually fear the unknown the very thing that vicky and i have done for many years investigating the paranormal and me dealing with demonology as well it's the unknown, but there's so much out there that we still don't know. So getting to know everything there is that we can retain. And even then I've had theories that have been shattered after years of thinking that that's how it works. All of a sudden you're like, nope, go back to, you know, the drawing board and that's fine. That's fine. But there's just some things that you you can you can turn around and try and how about now? And then you're like, it looks like nothing. It looks formless. But when you turn it back to the way it was presented and you go back to seeing it and you're like. A duck is a duck, you know, if it quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's a duck. So sometimes you do have to and I'm always open to other theories, other possibilities. But if it keeps bringing it back to that duck, it's a duck until something else comes along and says, no, it's not a duck. It's a whatever, fill in the blank. Then I'll consider it. But being open-minded doesn't mean being, you know, too open to actually see past the captain obvious that's going on. You sometimes have to reel things back a little bit, but open-mindedness always helps in any and all situations. Vicki? And listening to learn. Is listening to learn is part of it. Listening to learn is part of it. But you also have to think of the symptoms of everything that happens in life. I, I've always said that, look, if I'm having stomach issues, 
it's not my brain that's causing it. It's my stomach. There's something wrong with my stomach. So I'm going to go see a gastrologist and get that checked out. That's Sometimes it is because it's emotional. Just it so. can be. It can be. Just, but just to throw be, that little monkey wrench in. It could be digestion. And, and in my, my situation, I'll use my allergies. No, no. In my situation yes, where you, my gallbladder. I'm not talking about your situation. I said in general, stomach issues are sometimes caused by allergies to the foods that people are eating. Well, being I've already had that taken care of and I've been tested allergy wise for everything. I'm not allergic to jack squat. Okay. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. So I can eliminate that from the equation. Um, when it comes to my digestion, that's a different matter altogether. I need to go see a gastroenterologist and ask them to, hey, I need you to take a look here because I'm still having some, you know, minor difficulties here in coping. Can you help? It is what it is. Um, so it's kind of like what I've always said. Um, if you're having a headache, you don't go see a proctologist. It is what well, it is. Well, some people it's appropriate. Yeah, well, some, <laughs> but not all. Uh, that being said, you know, uh, Mark Anthony, uh, uncertainty and being not being comfortable with the present moment creates fears. Of course, and fear is something that we always have to realize it triggers a lot of things to go off in our body. I agree 100%. I'm not disagreeing with you. But at the same time, when you've already had surgery like I did, it's not fear of anything. It's like, I know that this is my body trying to adjust to a new digestive system. I have no gallbladder. So I have to go see a gastroenterologist sometime in the near future, hopefully sooner than anything. So don't, don't forget it, ladies and gentlemen, we got five minutes left and next week, the Legion of Exorcist will be on Greetings from Beyond Radio. And that woman right there, she's going to be the one saying, okay, everyone sit down. Mm -hmm. Take okay. a number. Wait right. your turn. Raise a quiet hand if you want to respond. <laughs> Just saying. What, are we taking an oath here? What the hell? Come on. And, yeah, we'll be definitely... Uh, will be interviewed hopefully everyone can make it if not what are you going to do ministry for them comes first my ministry is just about everywhere but stay tuned for next week we will be advertising the legion of exorcist will be interviewed and on greetings from beyond radio for the well not the first time it's going to be technically the second time uh, but it'll be just the eve before uh, the premiere of the Legion of Exorcist. So please chime in by all means, and you're going to enjoy it, I guarantee. Uh, so, Vicki, anything you want to say before we head off the air? No. Okay. All right. I thought about it. I thought about it. Yeah. And I can't. The only thing is, like, when Mark Anthony was talking about, you know, being uncomfortable in the situation and fear. And then you said, you know, people do things that, you know, that's how come that the co-eds in the horror movies always run and go upstairs and fall because, because they're so afraid they don't know to go out the front door. Just saying. And they always fall. 
or stumble. Yeah. 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 It's not pretty. It, it, it never fails. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. 100%. All right. So ladies and gents, remember what I always say, live life. Don't let life live you and peace. Be still. See you next week.